Thank you for joining us again for another episode of the Servant Leader Coaches Bible Study. I'm your host, Coach Chelsea, and I'm super excited about this one. And yes, I am going to be biased because this is a person who I've truly developed a a relationship with and, you know, has lifted me up within the pandemic, encouraged me and just pushed me to, you know, continue to do what I do. Uh, Today we have on Servant Leader Coach Terry from Virginia Union University. (laughs) Yes, ma'am. CIAA. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't going to be too biased because I'm a Livingstone College Blue Bear, but she's also a CIAA, um, CIAA for Life member as well, uh, Rainer from Winston-Salem State University. So I'm super glad to have you. I'm going to be honest with you. I told her this is going to be like a conversation <laughs> basis just from being able to learn each other and know each other. But one of the things that I can say with this being the servant leader is she truly walks the walk of what she talks. And so I'm super excited to get it into this conversation. I'm going to let you say hello to the listeners real quick, and we'll get this conversation started. All right. Hey, everyone. She uh, she said it correctly. I'm a CIAA baby as well. I'm a Ram, but now I'm a Panther, so <laughs> we got to go with the Panthers, but um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, I love what Coach Chelsea does. I'm just really excited to have this conversation with her and hopefully inspire someone by the end of it. Oh, for sure, for sure, and I know you're going to do just that. You're know, one of the things that I love the most about, you know, us CIAA members, and I tell people that there's a different swag to us. <laughs> it just truly is. Each person that I meet, I don't care which member school or institution that they've gone to, even if they've matriculated out. So I know people that when I was there, you were there, North Carolina Central was in the CIAA, now they're in the MEAC. But there's just a different swag to us and things that were instilled to us that just kind of helps us to be those leaders that we are. You know, so, you know, first, just kind of open up this conversation. Can you talk to us a little bit about your athletic journey as a player, right? And that passion. And then a lot of times people don't cross over into the coaching world. Talk to us about that connection of playing and then branching over into the coaching world. So, yeah, I have a unique story myself because when I was at Winston, we were part of the MEAC, actually. We did our Division One jump. And um, I remember that. So glad we went back down. <laughs> um, I'm biased, but the CIAA, man, is something special, like you said. Um, yeah, I had an interesting journey. Um, my father played basketball, so I was able to have that experience. And also, um, I suffered a major knee injury the summer before college, which is the most vital time that you can ever think of. So um, I was just telling the recruit today, I didn't necessarily see myself at an HBCU to begin, but it is the best decision I've made, and I'm so grateful that I did it. Um, so I wanted to go to um, a high level, hurt my knee. A um, couple schools came around, Central was one of them, Lenore Ryan was one of them, and then Winston finally came, and I said, okay, I think I like this RAM thing, this big house games, this, you know, um, Earl the Pearl. I was feeling it. <laughs> so, Oh, you took I, it back. You took it back. <laughs> hey, I met Earl the Pearl. So that was like a highlight of my life, let me tell you. Um, but no, I actually got to meet big house games before I went to, and he kind of joked with my dad, like, I didn't get you, but I got your daughter. So that was a cool, that was like, all right, I'm coming, <laughs> I'm coming to Winston. So yeah, I played in the MEAC and experienced the CIAA as a coach. Um, 
I thought I wanted to just go be a psychologist. I was like, yeah, I'm just gonna go be a psychologist. You know, did the thing, did an internship at Wake. I was like on my way. My dad always told me from ninth grade, I was gonna be a coach. And I was like, no, I'm not, stop it, please. I'm leaving. <laughs> I love basketball, but no, I'm not. Yep. Next thing I know, um, after grad school, I got a call, um, Winston, the last day of the application, I put in my application. And I got a call from uh, Coach Hall at the time. And he, um, we had a good conversation and that's where my journey started. Um, so I started CIAA. I went to SOCON. I was at Western Carolina University. Then I went to William & Mary in the CAA. And somehow, you know, Virginia Union opened back up and I was like, oh my gosh, I missed the CIAA. I'm ready to go back. So that's kind of how my journey went. That's awesome. Isn't it funny how a lot of your story mirrors mine, right? I was the same way, uh, had a knee injury, right? At the time where everyone is supposed to be looking <laughs> and making those decisions, right? But it was amazing because that's how CIAA Livingstone College came about for me. Mm -hmm. Best decision I could have ever made. Um, it's just a, a different culture to it. It just really is. And so then we meet at the same place because my plan, like you said, you a psychologist, girl, I was going to be a dentist. Okay. That, that was my plan. Like, why y'all think y'all know best, right? Like, he probably, Seriously. y'all think y'all know what y'all was supposed to do. But the fact of the matter is our parents know, cause they can see it just like your father called it out for you. Mm -hmm. I always see it. My mom even told me, you're going to go into education. You are, she, 40 plus year educator. I'm like, <laughs> right. Right. But it's amazing that they can see what God has for us and how God will continuously place us where he wants us. And look at us now. Right. And I think crazy. That's, crazy. That's it. <laughs> uh, it is right. But it brings you such a peace. I was doing an interview uh, with the guy, Jonathan Jones, he's the servant leader and he has a podcast called beyond the ball. And I told him, I'm telling you where well, your purpose meets passion. It's nothing but peace. Like when you literally get up every day and you get to do what you love, like we have careers, but we're not working. It's a blessing. So I thank God for the redirection and I'm sure. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> I was like, thank you for opening my eyes. No telling. I probably would have been in like an office now going, oh my God, what am I doing? <laughs> for sure. So here we go. Especially in this pandemic, psychology. Oh, oh yeah. Especially within this pandemic for sure. But it, it's just amazing how he does and like he says, for I know the plans I have for you, and we could just continue to walk in that and trust him, he'll lead us to the right place. And you are targeting spot on on that, you know. Yeah. A lot of ups and downs, though. We were talking, we talk all the time. We were talking even before we got on today. Mm -hmm. There's so many inconsistencies and ups and downs right now, right? Just because of the pandemic and transfer portal, which is crazy and buzzword that just sends any coach flying right now, right? <laughs> yes. Can you talk about, you know, how you use your time management, but also allow your faith to keep you at, you know, balance with so much inconsistencies going on with your season and trying to recruit and getting things going. Oh man. Yes. Um, oof. I try to start the day and end the day with a prayer. Um, Come on. I went, went and purchased a prayer box. Um, you know. I like that. You're going to have to send me um, where you got that from too. Yeah, yeah, because you know, the theory is to pray and not worry, so pray and let it go. So, when you like your mind goes, Okay, I prayed and put it in this box, I don't need to look at it anymore. You kind of do that, you kind of go, Okay, I prayed and don't think about it. So, 
that's one thing that's helped me. Um, just trying these these uh, young women and men are really struggling right now. Um, for ours, basketball was taken away this year. We didn't get to play, so their minds have just been. They don't know what to do. Like they really don't know what to do. Um, with that being said, we had one player quit because I really think she just was like, uh, I, I kind of see what it's like without basketball and I'm working and making money. So that's all I need to do. Um, but it just, it shows a lot about people's character and a lot about people's intentions. And um, we try to, I tell our kids, I mean, you're at a, right now you're at a religious institution. So you're going to get a lot of God and I hope you're okay with that. Cause if that's not, right, you're going to get it. One way or another, we're going to give it to you. <laughs> we got chapel on Thursday. We have, you know, Sunday church services. We have people coming in, just talking to people. So, um, but I mean, if you don't have your faith, I mean, I, I don't know how anyone makes it through right now. Um, I'm biased. Like, I, if God wasn't guiding me through all of this stuff, I'd probably be pulling my hair out right now because, um, yeah, the time management, the calling, you know, 10 recruits a day because you don't know which person in the portal is going to land where and trying to get to know players and trying not to make rush decisions just because you need somebody right now. Like, I still want to try to find someone who aligns with our program, especially us. We're restructuring. Like, we want people that align with what we want and what our players want, and we still want to win games. So we're like really searching. So um, yeah, I, I don't know, like you have to have God in, in all of this, so. No, for sure. And I think, you know, you gave me a flashback because, you know, Livingstone College was also AME Zion uh, institution. And yes, you were definitely going to go to uh, midweek you know, we had our church services here and there, right? You go to Fried Chicken Wednesday after. I was going to say Fried Chicken Wednesday. <laughs> I mean, hey, I'm going if it's Fried Chicken Wednesday, you know. And Fish Friday. <laughs> but let me tell you, come on here. Let me tell you, the great part about that is the foundation that it gives, right? Mm -hmm. so many of our Christian journeys start in different segments of our lives, and that's fine, right? Some people start young and things. And I just remember going to college and seeing these young people who had established like their own ministries, right? We would have like, you know, a service and it's like a student, a classmate that's leading it. And that's one of the things that I love about so many institutions in the CIAA, but that they have that Christian aspect in there to help give that spiritual and faith-based setting and education to our young people. But the other portion of what you said is using your discernment to choose players. And I think that's amazing. It's one of the things that I also ask and talk about on here. You already answered that. You know, it's not about just grabbing people. I love how you insert God. You know, I tell people all the time, God's my recruiter. Okay. He helps me make decisions because we can go off of premier talent or what we think and what we see, but there is a holistic approach that when those babies get to your campus, that's when the real work begins and everything that you didn't know that wasn't on <laughs> yes. the email or that the coach said, especially now, right? Because are y'all even allowing visits visits yet to resume? We um we kind we do like a couple hours visit. Like we okay. kind of hey, this is what we could show you. Yeah. <laughs> but not that norm, right? So when oh, you no. the great thing is when you can insert God into your decisions, you know, I love how we were talking to servant leader um Charlotte Smith. And she said, you know, 
God with me is like a toy with batteries included. I don't pick and choose where I insert him in my life. And that stuck with me. And she said, so same thing as you, when I recruit, he's there too. I need him to tell me what others may not, you know, cause see that AAU coach and that high school coach gonna tell y'all the good stuff. That oh, yeah. <laughs> but I need God to be my eyes and like, uh-uh, something seemed right about this. And I think that's amazing when you're trying to build a successful program that you have him at the front and the center of that. I think that's gold. Oh yes, for sure. Yeah, I definitely, we've lost recruits and I've gone, okay, God, I, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, we've gotten some that were like, gosh, you could really help us. And then it doesn't work out. And I'm like, there's a reason we got you. We got you. Yep. It may not be easy. Some of them be like, yeah, leave. But you're like, hey, you know what? You have a reason. Exactly. And, you know, Coach Cabrera Huff, he's often on here. He's uh, at Voorhees. He's the men's basketball coach. Yes. Uh-huh. And better people make better players. Amen. Yep. I think that, you know, we find that to be true over and over, seeing these amazing servant leaders and coaches like you all. You find that who you get and receive, if you just wait on God's direction, in the end, you'd be like, okay, God, I appreciate that. Right. Then you watch them somewhere else. It happens to everybody. You watch that same kid somewhere else where you thought you were missing out and you're like, ooh, okay, I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, in this time of just, just inconsistencies, one of the things that I said is this pandemic gave us all time. It gave us all something that we, you know, as one of the members of my church, we all say it helped birth a lot of things. And it did, you know, we saw a lot of people begin new projects and podcasts and so many different things, you know. And so in this time where you didn't have a season um, and, you know, still, of course, but you were allotted some time, was there anything that you learned or gained in this time that's going to help you once you get back into action? Oh, for sure. Oh, gosh. We, um, we learned a lot about people's motivation. Okay. We learned a lot about um, who's talking, who's like action and who's dedicated. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we also learned to be very creative. For sure. Because, yeah, there's, if you're telling me I can't get to a gym, but we want our players to get better, we've had to find different ways to, to get them better. So um, we've tried creative, I mean, we've learned creative ways to do things. Um, I mean, I was still, I'm learning my players very well right now. So even though we can't practice, it's a good time to build these relationships and um, just help them build relationships and all these Zoom calls. I know we all get like uh, on Zoom, but it helps them connect with each other. Um, And then recruiting. I mean, we've had to be creative with that too. I did a FaceTime tour today. So like, you've just learned different ways to adapt, to adjust. Um, now we're in the process of restructuring. So you kind of see like, this person is this way, this person is that way. Let me find someone who can compliment or who can, you know, do whatever um, to help the team out. So yeah, we've, I'll say we've learned a lot. Um, it was frustrating. Uh, we learned patience. <laughs> it, was, it was very frustrating. That's a big one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, you're telling basketball players they can't touch a basketball. Like that's that's enough to send anybody into like a, a shock. Like, what do you mean I can't touch a basketball? So um yeah, I mean we've done what we can, that's for sure. And I think it's golden. I think that a lot of the things that you carried out and when I talked to 
other people, you know, you'd be surprised, you know, within this past year, patience being a huge part of it, uh, the things that you grew personally, right? And you didn't see it as it while you're in it, you never see it as a blessing or, you know, something mm-hmm. granted. But on the other side of it, it's crazy to, to think that it has been a year. It's crazy, right? But you, you're like, okay, God, I appreciate that. Like, you know, because it shows you what you didn't know you were able to do. Would we be creative if we lost the ability to be able to do things? Would I have as much patience, right? If I didn't have to exercise that, right? Would I learn how to be creative if I was still able to do these things? And so the great thing is when he gives it back. Now, that's the thing I tell people now. I honestly think there's going to be a different normal, right? I don't think we're going to go back to what we knew. But mm-hmm. we receive a sense of normalcy again. It is my biggest prayer and hope that individuals won't revert back and forget the things that they've learned in this time, you know, because you know how it is. Oh, we got everything back. I was Godfather the other day. I truly do believe if you watch March Madness on both sides, men and women, mm-hmm. tell me that those athletes and coaches like didn't appreciate having it back. You can tell they missed it and they did not take any part of it for granted. That is mm-hmm. why you always have upsets, but it was like way more right? The aggressiveness of both sides, men and women, was the same because they recognized it was taken from them. Mm-hmm. And I said, if any athlete or person disrespects the sport that they play, the job that they have, when we're granted this time back, you didn't need it anyway. Because you have to remember, God grants things and watches you how you move once given back. So I think that's golden, um, yeah. that answer. You know, we all have faith, Right. And it's easy to have faith. I tell people all the time, it's easy to have faith when I don't have to exercise, right? But what happens when (laughs) those storms of life come? And they come for anybody. It doesn't matter. I tell people all the time, I don't care who you are and what you do. There's no money, any amount of money in this world that can stop those trials because they will come. Right. Talk to us a little bit about a time in your life where your faith, and this could be personal life or your professional sports life, where your faith was tested and tried, but you still made it out because you recognize who, who holds your tomorrow. Oh, man, uh, I can give you a recent story. Um, so we, you and I have talked about this, but I was diagnosed with lupus and rheumatoid arthritis in 2009. So been on a, a journey for a little minute now. But um Recently, after I got this job, um, I had a three-month flare-up. So it was definitely a time of, oh, my God, can I do this? Because I was um, unable to kind of do, like, the normal things we take for granted on my own at one point. You know, my husband had to help me a lot. And um, it's like you just, I would go to work and forget all about it because I had to. And then I would come home and go, oh my God, like, how did I get through that today? And I'm telling you that little prayer box, I just wrote in it. I just wrote, 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 and then just tried to keep my mind positive the whole time. Um, but yeah, if I didn't, if I didn't know God was there pushing me along, there was times where you feel like giving up for sure. And you're just like, oh gosh, I don't know if I could do it today. And you wake up every morning and you do it anyway. I don't know if I could do it today. And you wake up again the next day and you're like, okay, I'm doing it. <laughs> so oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, sometimes, um, sometimes you just have to shift your focus 
So like, okay, you can't pass the ball today. All right, don't get so mad about it. Like, go find a way to teach somebody how to do it without touching the basketball, you know? Um, okay, so you can't do this today. Use your story as motivation for someone else. You know, there's been times the players have been like, oh, I'm so tired. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, I can't do that. And I, I tell them, I'm not telling you this to feel sorry for me. I'm telling you this to help you understand that you can do whatever you want to do. Like, you really can. There's people out here that are, are struggling and going through things that, you know, they wish they could do what you do. Mm -hmm. So try to practice, uh, as we call the attitude of gratitude, like um, take a gratitude walk. Take, just say thank you this morning. Uh, one of my friends and I did a 30-day gratitude challenge where we had to tell each other three things that we were grateful for every day. Because especially in a time like this, when your mind shifts to negativity, you know, you have to, you definitely have to find ways to build it up. And, you know, um, if I use a basketball story, when I tore my knee, like I tore five ligaments, I thought I was completely like the doctors were like, oh, you might not even be able to run anymore type of thing. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. Um, so, you know, went back out um, where my little dreams crushed. Yes, my little dreams were crushed, but I am so grateful to Winston-Salem State to this day, to uh, Steve Joyner down at Johnson C. Smith, who was at Come North Carolina on. Central at the time. That's <laughs> a name that'll go down in history. CIAA for sure. Man, he believed in me. So, and uh, Coach Barefoot actually was at Lenore Ryan. So, yeah, uh, I always give her, you know, <laughs> the shout out because shout I'm, out to Coach Barefoot. She's also a servant leader for sure. Yes, yes. So those people believed in me. So, um, when someone else believes in you, of course, it kind of brings your belief back up. But I will say, during that time, my dad made a statement that's, you know, he just said it's easy to quit right now. So if you want to quit, go ahead and quit. And I was like, what? I'm not quitting. <laughs> so, so it was a year of intense rehab, a year of intense, like getting back in shape, trying to cut, trying to play basketball again, when all the odds were against you. And, you know, you go to one, I had one last tournament in April to try to prove, you know, myself or whatever. And I just was like, God, please, please let something work out. I don't want to go to just, just go to school. I don't want to do that. So went out there and, you know, believed in myself. And luckily other people believed in me as well. And I got an opportunity. So um, I'll say everything in my life has had God in it. I just. <laughs> Here, that was a word all by itself. Everything yeah. in my life has had God in it. I'm telling you right now, I had to stop you because that just went through my whole soul. Seriously. Yes. And, and that is a remedy that a lot of people miss because we try to do it our way. But everything in my life has had God in it. Come mm -hmm. on, don't make me run. <laughs> yeah, don't make me run now, okay? <laughs> even, the, even the questionable decisions had God in it because God was like, okay, see, now you're tripping. I need you to turn back around. So... Even the questionable decisions um, had God in it. So as always, you have to give him all the glory. You can't act like you did this journey by yourself. Come on. So Come on. Now, <laughs> yes. Look now, see, this is why I can be fooling up with you. It's not like <laughs> the phone or nothing. I had to make sure, I had to remember that we, you know, on this podcast. <laughs> I appreciate it. And that, and that is why, you know, as those are listening, you'll begin to see like how we immediately like click because of those, those same trials, you know, yeah, I was the same way.
hey, in one fell swoop, everything, mm -hmm. ACL, PCL, like meniscus, like everything just in one fell swoop. And it was like, what? You know, at the time it was back when you did that, people thought it was like, oh my God, she tore ACL. You know what I'm saying? Think of the time, yeah. the only people I heard that was like in love and basketball, like you never really heard it. And so, and I think even then in that movie, they were in the hospital, they put them in the hospital. So yeah, it was like, <laughs> I knew that was right. Now it's like, go get it done. You go home in two hours. But that road that we learned to recover, right? What we learned to be able to, to get through that and then our own health challenges, right? And, and, and I'm the same way as, as servant leaders and leaders and coaches, when I started out in my coaching career, I used to not be as transparent, right? Mm -hmm. Share as is. But I learned that a lot of times people in general, but especially those that we lead, they just see us where we are. They don't know how we got there. And mm -hmm. if we take a little bit further to knowing Christ and his abilities, if we share only the glory moments and not our story moments, people miss out on his power. Mm -hmm you did not only to your athletes but to people who speak with you and even me when we met was recognizing that this is my testimony I'm not saying it to you because I want you to feel sorry for me I'm saying it to you because I want you to recognize you looking at a miracle right here right and when we can do that when we can actually exercise and be walk, walking evidence to God's ability that's what I tell people I'm walking evidence to his ability that's all I am he only took me through that to be able to show you what he's able to do that's it and right. I that and every day that I talk to you and I see your push right I always tell people I'm thankful for your push I just I just know that God it reaffirms I know he's real but it reaffirms just his ability to keep you and what you're doing and in spite of even when I say sit down sometimes <laughs> but in spite of <laughs> Yes. push and do what you do yes um and you just you know it was funny because when you were talking about something that we learned um it just slipped my mind but one thing I learned this year is to just get rid of toxic things I like this year taught us <laughs> to sit down reflect think about all these toxic things in our life that we let bother us when you were forced to sit inside and forced to read and forced to exercise and forced to spend time with your family, however you want to look at it, you forgot about all the toxic things because your mind was only on like COVID, you know? So you started reverting back to things that made you happy or stuff that you didn't have time to do anymore because your life was so busy. So, um, I just, that's one thing we learned um, this year was like, just get rid of toxic things and just try to figure out how to come out of this on top. And our vice president of athletics, you know, Joe Taylor, he always said, all right, we're in, the, we're almost there. We're almost there. He was always encouraging us. And like recently on a call, he's like, we're in the fourth quarter. <laughs> so, For sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so we're like, but he kept us hopeful the whole time. And We've um, tried to keep our players hopeful despite wanting to be negative and wanting to quit and wanting to, you know, whatever. Um, we've just tried to focus on getting rid of toxic things, whether it's people, whether it's ideas, whether it's attitudes, um, just anything that's toxic, we were like, nah, we, we gotta let that go. We have to let that go because I don't think we were created to be toxic. Come so, on. 
we have to, mm -mm. I even have this verse down because, um, so Matthew 5, 8 says, blessed are the pure in heart for they mm -hmm. shall see God. So I just don't think God wanted us to wake up and be toxic. Come <laughs> like, on. Like, come, come on. on. Let's go be toxic today. You know what? <laughs> I feel like, I feel like ruining somebody's plans today because that's godly. You know, I don't think we were ever created to do that. It's like if if you read a label and something says poisonous or toxic, you're not going to drink it. So that's a whole word. <laughs> why would you go out and, and live your life that way? No, for sure. And I think that's amazing. I think that that, that is one of my favorite, you know, get me right scriptures as well. Mm -hmm. um, but I think you're right. You know, we definitely weren't created for that. You know, his word, I promise you, you won't find it anywhere. Mm -hmm. right? Blessed are the peacemakers, right? So I promise you, if he said that, he's not expecting us to go out and do things that is going to cause dissension. Right? But for that's a part of self-care. You know, that's the big term that continuously goes on right now. Like that's a part of self-care, protecting your peace. And when you learn that discernment, and I talk about discernment all the time, when your prayer, and that's, I always tell my peace, it's important, right? A lot of times it's like, mm -mm, I can't do it. You know what I'm saying? And rather that be things, people, environment, whatever the case may be. Mm -hmm. If say if it, if it costs me my peace, it costs too much. Absolutely. It comes down to, and so you're right. He didn't create us to be toxic, right? He created us to love, right? Love him first. Let, huh, here we go. I'm using it. <laughs> Uh, we really love Christine Kane's podcast, many podcasts, but, and, and she talked about today that we have all of these instructions that we feel the Bible is supposed to tell us to do. And they do, right? But specifically so, mm -hmm. right? Let's, let's break this down. Specifically so, he asked us two things, to love him with all our heart, mind, and soul, mm -hmm. and to love our neighbor as we would love ourselves. But then she extended and said, and this is the key piece, the problem is many of us don't love ourselves. And so what happens, toxicity or that toxic behavior, it, it starts to resonate and expound off to other people because we don't love ourselves first. Mm -hmm. So when we can go back to those things, I don't want to say back to the basics because unfortunately those are too hard for people right now. You know, there's been this George Floyd trial. I was talking to my godmother and she's like, I just cannot believe this is still going on, Right. But that stemmed from those two basics, right? We can't treat everybody right and help each other and lift each other up. That starts from those basics. Mm -hmm. right? I was looking in a chat, Coach Huff, he was talking about, he said, you know, we have to understand God is the master at writing our story to show his glory. And through us, which is why we must understand and go deeper. Our destiny many times doesn't even just impact us. It impacts others, which is servant leadership, plain and simple. We mm -hmm. Our best not knowing that we can save somebody through Christ by what we say and what we do, right? And then Caitlin said, it's why Jesus' miracles cleanse people on their infirmities. The closer we draw him, the more he cleanses us. Y'all mm -hmm. today now. <laughs> Y'all are on it today. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's amazing. I really do. And I'm taking a whole bunch of stuff from you today. You know, speaking of that scripture that you said there, and that mm -hmm. one, and that's fine. And they always tell us to carry a scripture in our hearts. Is there one that a go-to scripture or song, right? Or anything, quote, that when those times get tough, right? You got, as old folks say, steal away, right? <laughs> you got to 
steal away a little bit and it just kind of gets you back. It soothes you, if you will. Is there anything like that that that's just that go-to for you to snap you back? Um, yeah, the I'm a huge uh, footprints poem. Yeah, lover. that one always um, helps because you you think, man, that's so true. All these times you think you're walking alone, and God has been with you the whole time, and uh, that one always gets me back. If I feel like I need to belt my little heart out, I might listen to Smokey Norpool. I understand. Come on now. Which one? Because he got plenty. Which one gets you? Because I'm going to tell you my uh, Which one gets you? I can't listen to I, I understand because I start like. Yes. I'd be like, oh, Smokey, you're killing me right now. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I love that one. And now, uh, where would I be? Oh, man. Yeah. Where yeah. would I be? I don't care who's at the stoplight. Enjoy, because I'm about to sing it like for Smokey, okay? Yes, and Kirk Franklin's love theory. Oh, my God. Yes. Kirk Franklin's love theory does get me back to. And then once I get past all that sadness, you know, I put on Bob Marley because I'm like, I need to come back up now. Come on now. She's pulling an island out now, y'all. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, I have flags in the back. <laughs> hey, you should have put them in the background. I know, just... <laughs> In my office, trust me, there's a Puerto Rico, Native American flag. You got the Patois thing. <laughs> Let's go. I'm with it. I love that. We all need that. That is one of the reasons I ask that and I encourage people to that because you, it is one thing, just like if it's raining outside, right? There is an umbrella always in my car and there's mm-hmm. one right here beside me all the time. Why? Because I want to be prepared when the rain comes. Well, if you don't have a scripture a song, a safety balance, a footprints in the stand, whatever the case may be, when the rain comes, I promise you, you're going to get stormed on. And so (laughs) help you in the literal and spiritual storms when you're ready and set for battle. And so when you can have those things in there that can protect you, some people tell us, you know, tell me all the time, like, how does that not bother you? I'm not saying that it doesn't. I'm human now, come on. But I can tell you, I know where to go. Yes. Uh-huh. Say, I go to the rock. I know where to go. All right, I'm grabbing them real quick. Or they're in there. I go, hold on. Before I save, and they don't even know. Because I, when I be quiet, I'm praying. I'm mm-hmm. scripture. I'm saying that scripture that's going to get me through. So I think that's golden. That's definitely on my playlist. You're going to have me listening to it in the car. Go ahead and throw my bottle on the rock up there, too. Come on. All right. <laughs> Come on. I'm going to do it. I'm going to play that first. Yes. I'm gonna come and play that first, just for you. That one will make you. That one will make you go to. It's a Caribbean gospel song, so I like it. <laughs> I look. I'm putting on Susie in a car, and I'm gonna add it to my playlist. That's why I ask, because you know we have to. We have to continue to upload those. I was listening to one too, and I'm gonna add this out there for those listening. Never be defeated, and it's pretty long, but it's a worship song. It's by Rick um, Tolbert Jr. Oh yeah. my goodness! I'm telling you right now. Just put yourself in a space. <laughs> don't text nobody just put yourself in a space allow yourself 11 minutes and if you can do that hit me up tweet me message me whatever and let me know what you thought because i'm telling you right now you're welcome you're welcome <laughs> i love it you know it's just amazing how within this space you know we also share um you know a group we're part of we're part of embrace us family and I, i'm thankful for that and what it stands for you know this pandemic it didn't start things new. People think that a lot of the things that are going on in this world today are new and they're not, they've been going on. It's just much like a lot of things in this pandemic, we were able to 
sit and watch more clearly, right? With no distractions or not being able to be distracted on purpose. We had to actually look at it. Can you talk a little bit about, and I, and I ask this when any Embrace This member comes on, what compelled you to accept the call to become an Embrace This member and to be able to follow that journey and push and mission that we have to be able to, you know, just stand for equality and to promote change and, and focus and, and everything that we stand for? What prompted you to be like, I'm with it. Let me jump on board. Well, Coach Huff is on the call. So he was the one that um, really brought me in. Um, he gave me an opportunity early to speak on his uh, Minority Co uh, Coaches Association of Georgia with um, a couple other people. So I was very fortunate to be able to speak on that. And then from that, that point, Embrace Us happened not too long after I got this job. And um, he told me about the mission and I started like looking at like, okay, these people in this, in this group really are about this change that they're talking about. Because if I'm gonna be a part of something, I wanna be a part of something that is actually about what they say they're about. And um, I can definitely say that about our members. Uh, we've had some amazing stories in our group already and people continue to just keep, not surprising, it's not surprising. I don't know the word. People just continue to keep going upward and, and uh, the group is very uplifting and motivating. Um, very happy to praise people's you know, good things. And if someone has a down moment, someone's there going, hey, it's okay you know, and we've definitely had a chance to reach out to people that I might know, but not know really, and kind of get their story as well. So I feel like you can always learn something from somebody. If we, <laughs> what do they say? The moment you stop learning, you need to stop doing something. So I'm on. <laughs> yeah, if you, and if you're not humble enough to think you can learn something from someone, God must not be around because nobody's that all knowing. He's the only one. So talk to him now for sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I heard one time on uh, ego. So the word ego, someone said it means um existing, no, exiting God out. Mm -hmm. So ego, exiting God out. So if we can get past our human ego and understand that the vision and the mission is bigger than ourselves, and sometimes we might not uh understand what God is using us for. Like, God, I hate public speaking. Why do you have me out here talking to me? <laughs> so, <you know>? Yes. <laughs> so, you know, we might not understand it, but if you can tell yourself, this is what God has planned for me, let me open my heart to it, even though it might not be something I would have done, that, you know, he'll use you in ways that you never thought you could be used. Thing though, you you just said a whole bunch of heat all in that answer. First of all, <laughs> you know, but isn't it amazing how one if we just let him be, right? I always say if we just let him lead. No, not just lead. Let him be. Just let him do him. And if you can do that, right? If you can move your ego out of the way. See, when you have your ego, there, exactly how you said, you exit God out because you have too much of you, right? And I've seen it. I've tried it my way, y'all. I'm tell you right now. It doesn't work. <laughs> it, it, it does not work. Like, it's almost like you have watched those movies and you think the person is like about to make it out of the house Some scary movies. It's like, oh, they made it. Ooh. Then the door lock, like something happens. 
See, when mm-hmm. you your way, it appears that it's right. It appears that you know what you man you manually know what to do within your power. But the problem is he has the key. So we're sitting here trying to unlock doors that one were built by him and he has the key. He's the locksmith. And we see him talking, about, I got it. I got it. Okay. You can try to pick that lock you want to. You can call Papa Lock. <laughs> But he's the locksmith of everything that we're trying to do. And when you have that ego in the way, you exit God out. Come mm-hmm. on. And if you, what's the other part you said? If you think you know everything, you can't learn anything and he's not around you. Nope. The only all knowing, come on now, is him. You talking today. <laughs> hey, I laugh right now because you remind me of Danielle Robinson. Um, at uh, Morgan State, she was the same way. You got to be careful what you ask for. When you start asking God to help you with stuff, he yeah, said, <laughs> the come pounce on it, right? So that oh, man. that you asking for extension on, you're welcome. Here oh, I-, yes. <laughs> yes. I made the mistake of saying, God, I want to be a better public speaker. <laughs> there you go. And then here comes this little girl, this light from <laughs> Tallahassee, Florida. But that's how he works. And again, you can. That's why I love how he works, right? And when you go through things like, well, we had the knee injuries. We appreciate that. Like while we were going through them when they happened, right? Not at all. And our illnesses and going through that recovery and consistently trying to make sure we maintain and stay healthy, it's hard, right? But one of the things that it does is one, there's like a meekness to us, right? And I see it in you. I can find it in other people who share many of the same journeys. There's a meekness to us because we're not rattled now. Mm-hmm. when you watched him do it before, you know, he'll do it again. So it's not that it doesn't bother us. It's not that we don't struggle. We're not rattled because we know he's going to show up. We just don't know when, mm-hmm. Oh, he's coming and it gives us a peace. Right. And so when I can watch it as someone else and recognize it without even saying anything, it's almost like a spiritual language. It's like, Oh yeah, she done been there. She done been through something. I can look at somebody and say, Oh yeah, they've, they've been through something because right. it is. And that only comes when you remove your ego. That's spot on. Yeah. Yeah. That's spot on. It's uh, some life takes you through journeys. And um, when you've been close to what you feel like might be death sometimes, and that's Mm -hmm. just the best way to put it. Like, girl, I done told you (laughs) now, my knee is locked up right now. Don't you have me running? Come on. (laughs) Like, I mean, I'll say personally, I've been in an emergency room um, going into a coma and thought, you know, like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm about to do. I seriously don't know. You could like remember the last little flashes of, and then you wake up in a hospital bed. So like, um, I've been through, yeah, I've been through stuff that helps me understand. Like you said, God is, he's gotten you through this. He's gotten you through this. He's gotten you through this. Why would you think he would change now? Mm. unless unless you do something different and you run away from him then he'll do something to make you come back and you definitely won't like what he does to make you come back but I mean you'll understand you'll understand and one of the things I tell people is God shows up in in areas and arena in arenas where no one else can so you know that no one else can say that again (laughs) show up in areas and arenas where no one else can. So you know that no one else can. There's no question. It's not 
you know, yeah, it could have been God, but you know, also, you know, I was this because my no, there's right. no question. Christine Kane says all the time, impossible is where God starts. And he has to, because you know how we do. You know how we do. We sit here and try to claim uh any type of if we can claim the glory, we doing it. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So impossible is where he starts because come on, I know doctors, they go, he ordained doctors too. They go to school, they do the right things, but you knew who got you out of that hospital that night. Oh yeah. And in that moment, the greatest portion about that is that it helped you. Like you said, if he's gotten me out of this, this, and this, why would he, why would he not happen on the next thing? Right. Right. Help me understand. Is he going to change? <laughs> like he's- I, I mean, come on. He's not shifting. He does not change. We do. We do. It's yeah. the part about it is even when we do, even when we're inconsistent, even when we don't always trust, even when we're not always obedient, he is still and always will be the same. Oh, yes. His mercy is, <laughs> we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it, but girl. You know, and, and tell me another person and place of thing that's going to give you something even when you don't deserve it consistently. Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. I can't fool with you today. Yes, even, you know, even in our human nature, when we change, he never changes. And that's one thing. Yeah, we have to, we have to always remember that. Like sometimes people make mistakes and they're scared to go back to God. But if you don't go back, you'll go worse. So sometimes people have to think, okay, I made a mistake, but I know one person who loves me and who won't ever stop loving me. So oh. yeah, so um, I, we get so caught up in, like you said, just accolades and, oh, I did this, I did this, I did this. And we forget that God was the one who did it to you. So when you're making all these speeches and stuff, it's nice that you're being acknowledged for what you did. There's nothing wrong with that. But are you giving God his acknowledgement that he deserves? Come on. <laughs> Not winning an award for for me or for God. Um, and then when you start doing stuff out of your own selfish ambition, that's when I feel like things take a bad turn. So For sure. Oh, for sure. It's almost like a, a recipe, if you will, right? Vanilla is good. Put too much of it in there, though. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Put too much of that in there, right? And 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 yes, he faith without works is dead. So he needs us to work. He don't need you to do the plan though. Right? I just it's almost like those instructions. A lot of people don't like using instruction. Go buy the instruction. Just do what it said, right? We try to deviate, right? We get good at the recipe. So we now we go on me finagle, right? All he says is simply, I want you to work, right? As one of the servant leaders said before, I always in the moment I always forget who said it, but he said, God bless his hustle. And when you can take, when you can do that, right? Let him do his thing, all right? Work, but let him do his thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have to be willing to, the way we are as, you know, servant leaders, you have to be willing to put your, the people you serve above you. I don't want to just say players because there's other people involved too, sure. but you have to be able to say, oh, I'm tired today, but such and such is really struggling let me listen to her. And, you know, we get kind of worn out sometimes because we do care so much and we do try to help other people. 
And we get worn out. It's not like, you know, you can't sit here and be like, you don't get burnt out because you do. <laughs> but, oh yeah. But you know, when you, like you said, refocus on the reason for doing stuff. And I mean, if you have to take 30 minutes to an hour to just, you know, just be away from everyone, you do that. And then you go right back to doing what God asked you to do. But we sit here and like, we get tired, but I'm like, I'm sure God got tired, but. Oh yeah. Look, y'all, he rested. Okay. I'm telling you. I just he hey, I ain't say it. It's out there. Okay. He rested. We're so not he telling y'all to rest. Yeah. If he needed it, you need it. Yes. Rest and go back to doing what he needs you to do. So yes, yeah, sure. self-care, like you said, self-care big this year. For sure. Something we didn't now. My folks in here in this chat. They they own it. They say you own it now. Okay. <laughs> y'all just let y'all know I see it she just got me highly engaged today you know as we start to close and and I'm telling y'all right now I told y'all why y'all think I don't mind talking to it I mean it's just you just have to be able to be poured into you know it's nothing like having people in your life that pour into you you know people have a different serve a different purpose but when you talk to somebody and you're gonna gain laughter you're gonna gain wisdom you're gonna gain compassion that's a blessing, you know? And so speaking of those things, why we know that God places people in our lives to help catapult us forward, right? Mm-hmm. Well, mentorship is important, right? And a lot of times that is forgotten um, as you climb. And, and I hate to say this, but often I see this a lot in this arena of sport, right? So you talk about a few people, I'll narrow it to two. If you have more, that's fine. Cause I know sometimes it makes it hard. People that played a, a, a huge role in helping you and culminating the whole place of where coach Terry is right now. Um, I mean, I'm going to be biased and say my parents to start with. That's not biased. That's important. (laughs) Yeah. You know, they, they taught me a good foundation. Um, I was a, my middle sister is nine years younger than me and my baby sister is 11 years younger than me. So I was kind of like a mom figure at a young age too. So my whole family as a whole just shaped who I am. Um, as far as some coaches that I can say I can consistently call and talk to, you know, I can still call Coach Joyner. I can still call him. Um, I can still call uh, Chester Nichols. He's at Wichita State now. Um, I would say uh, Millette Green, she used to be at William and Mary. I took her spot. So I could always call her and kind of talk to her about some things, but uh, Fred Bachelor at Maryland Eastern Shore, that's my boy. <laughs> so, you know, the HBCU. Another name, yeah. Yes, yes, you know, I just, I, I told someone today, like when you go to an HBCU, as I've, a lot of people have been saying that you get a family for life, but I mean, it's really not a lie. Like you get a family for life. Like I could call anyone right now. I could call coach Bobby Collins and be like, hey, I need some, help. And um, I will say he's an old head, but he helped me tremendously. But Coach Bill Hayes was, um, you know, Hall of Fame football coach and HBCU legend. And I cannot thank that man enough. He got me a start as an assistant and he got me a start as a head coach. So I just, um, you know, he just knows who I am and can speak for me. So mentorship is absolutely like if I don't call him he's like you are right up there tell me what you're working on are you recruiting are you doing this and like and I'm like yeah coach Hayes I want to be good too <laughs> you know so 
Um, but mentorship is important, man. Like if you, some people have been through some things that you haven't been through and they can help you. And some people have different opinions of things and, you know, you can get a different opinion. You know, you got to be open to what they tell you. And then there's some people to say, hey, I saw you run this. Have you thought about running this with your players or, you know, someone that could come in and kind of give you different perspective. Um, they always say get a spiritual mentor, a basketball mentor, a personal life mentor, you know, those three areas where you can go to different people. Like I have a, a great friend in Cali I call, she's a PhD psychologist. And I'd be like, hey, am I tripping for thinking this? You know? No, for sure. Check me. Let me yes. <laughs> if I'm tripping, because you, you know, you're coming from the psychology perspective and we can you know, I try to stay fresh with that too, but um, I can't, you know, I can't discount her because I could pick up the phone and call her anytime. So yeah, it could be a basketball, it could be a family, a friend. I mean, just people, you want people around you that are going to help you grow, even if you don't like their opinion. <laughs> My husband is one of them. Sometimes he tells me stuff and I'm like, could you say it nicer? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> he was an ACC football player. He, he's like, no, I got to say it like this. So you get it, you know, but after I get it, I'm like, I appreciate you saying it like that because it made me like, it made me go. So um, I think, yeah, support system. My husband has been a great support system. I'd like to shout out Fried Chicken Wednesday at Winston-Salem State University. I'm all here. For bringing my husband in my life. Come on now. So yes, HBCU is where it's at. I'm just telling you. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't, I mean, I consider you one of my, you know, spiritual mentors now because I can call you or text you and just go, okay, now these kids. So, you are, look, you already know, and that go both ways. <laughs> you How already do I say know. this without using some words? <laughs> oh, for sure. So. You already know. Yes. I love it. I, and you need that. And I think that's golden. And I love how you, how you have one in every segment that is golden. And that's important because everybody, everybody, you can't be everything to everybody. Uh -uh. People have to learn. You may want to, you cannot. It's just not how we're built. And so when you can have that, those components, uh -huh. you amazing. Yep. So there are two, right? Two questions. Right? They're almost like the initiation period to make this person who is dropping knowledge and an official family member to the servant leader club, right? And so that first question is something that much like what you said, it almost, it almost resembles the prayer box, but it also resembles what we said about those storms that once they come, storms gonna keep coming, okay? Mm -hmm. They pass, but they come on back, right? There's seasons in our lives. And in that time, we have to remember the same thing you said, God, I, God is in everything for me, right? And so even in that, and even knowing that, it is hard. And one of the things I love to do is I'll say God is, and I'll let my wander, or sometimes I'll write it, right? And I begin to talk about all the things that he is and that he's done and that he's not, but I'm going to limit you today. I'm going to use one word in that blank. And so if I say God is, to Coach Terry, God is what? Everything. Come on, uh, Yes, my daughter said, you, you have many, I got you, okay? Hey, I could be a person of little words, trust me. I love it. I love it. And for sure, and everything that you've described and everything that he's been, every, like, listen to me, everything. He truly is. 
And the great con greatest concept of that is when you develop that in your mind, when you recognize he's the source and it never runs dry mm -hmm. and everything, tell me that peace level just will shoot through the roof. Oh, yes. Yeah. And so the last one of that is the fact that servant leadership carries multiple, and I mean multiple definitions, okay? And so I'm on a definition, I'm on a mission to create the longest definition that is true. People use it as a tagline, people use it as a heading, and that's fine if that's what you are. But we're looking for the truest definition of what servant leadership is. And so if I were to ask you what servant leadership is, what would you say? Oh, man. Hmm. That's a tough one. I'm trying to think how I would. It's to me, it's using, you know, using your spiritual gift and what God has put in you at any moment, because he can put it in you at any moment and just pouring into the life of someone else. Um, when I think of leadership, I don't just think of players. That's the first people I think of, but I don't think of just players. I think about anybody I come across, like, you know, we've all had a situation where you've run into someone maybe in a store or something and they just start talking. This woman started telling me her life story one day and I was just like, okay, I just want to get some oranges, but you know, <laughs> so, um, but, you know, that was a moment for me to be a servant leader because I could tell her, well, she asked me, did I like avocados or something? And I'm like, is she asking me this because I'm Spanish? Like, <laughs> you know, but... <laughs> right. Why are you asking me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, but I mean, she needed some kind of, you know, if I would have been rude to her, she probably would have been like, dang, well, what did I do to somebody, you know, so. Uh, yeah, I think it's whatever gifts he gave you and whatever he's telling you to do at the moment, just always listening to God and pouring into other people. That's golden. It's golden. And I, and, and, I, and I think the best part of what you said is the scenario that you gave in the grocery store, in a mall, walking on the sidewalk, whatever the case may be. Each day we have opportunities to show who he is through us. Mm -hmm. And we miss those opportunities so often because of ego. Going back to that, because of ego, because we yes. in the way. And that's amazing. That person saw something in you, and people see something and feel that in us, which is him. And mm -hmm. it's to exhibit that. And so we can take our spiritual gifts. I love how you denoted that our spiritual mm -hmm. gifts, and we don't use them for our own personal gain. We use them to pour and make people better. Mm -hmm. That that right there is the truest definition of servant leadership. I love it. Oh, my girl. I want to thank you so much for just pouring so much wisdom into us today. I really do. I mean, just the knowledge that you dropped, the transparency and what you say and what you've been through and being able to share your story so that we can continue to grow and recognize his power is so amazing to me. Y'all gonna have to forgive that. Uh, I'm still, you know, in the office, but you have to uh, but that being said, you know, again, it's the appreciation and knowing that God works and that you're willing to show how he worked in you. So I thank you for your friendship. I thank you for your, your leadership. I thank you just for just being who you are because it makes this world better, but it also truly.
we put servant leadership in action and emotion for people to see. So you are a part of the servant leader family. You are official <laughs> for sure. And, and, and I say that with so much joy and compassion because this family continues to grow with people who are truly out there changing the world for the better because they allow ego to move and yep. let lead the way. And it's yes, amazing. So yes. I appreciate you. You already know. If there's anything you ever need, all you have to do is reach out. But before you all go, if you could just bow your heads, we're going to say a prayer before we get out. Heavenly Father, we thank you for what we've been able to see and hear again. We thank you, Lord God, just for simply being who you are. I say the best prayers are always the prayers without a petition, but ones of just pure praise. And so we praise you, Lord God, just for a day that we haven't seen. We thank you, Lord God, for the use and activities of our lambs, Lord God, that many people take for granted. But Lord God, we know the full weight of that blessing. We thank you right now, Lord God, for being chosen, chosen to be your servant leaders, to lead your people, Lord God, but to, to be the continuous light for others to recognize your power. We ask right now, Lord God, that you continue to move the egos out of the way, Lord God, because we don't want to exit you. We want you to enter in in every situation that you'll find yourself in, Lord God. I pray a special blessing right now for my girl, Lord God, as she continues to lead, not just at Virginia Union, Lord God, but in her life as people walk watch her even in the store or wherever she may go Lord God so that they can see her story Lord God and recognize that glory moment that you're able to not only do for her but that you can do it for them Lord God pray for the servant leader family this platform Lord God they continue to reach those that need it Lord God but most of all we ask that you just continue to help us be light so that those that may not know you can find you in your son Jesus name we'll always pray amen amen Thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are awesome. Thank you guys for listening. If you ever need anything, all you got to do is reach out. All right. I appreciate it. <laughs> Have a good day. Thank you. you too.